When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back for another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break lakerholics.com Pop Culture Cosmos, and the great folks at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. First off, I have an apology, and that apology is for you, the listeners out there. We had originally planned to have something set up right after the draft because we wanted to make sure we gave Rafael Barlow and the cast and crew from the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast to make sure they had their own time in the spotlight and then come on around 8 p.m. Pacific and give you our recap of what went on during the day and whatnot. But unfortunately, on my end, some things in life didn't work out as far as transport <laughs> to Las Vegas, where I do the show from, from California, where I started the day out originally on Thursday. And so I had some transportation issues, and a lot of it was uh, very preventable and very very disconcerting and just just basically was was really, really just a terrible day for me. I'm not going to pull any horses on that, but I will tell you that I'm very glad to be here now, but I want to just cap it off by this. Uh, This morning, as I came back to Las Vegas, uh, I did have what's called a colonoscopy. And if you are a gentleman in their 40s, 50s, 60s, you haven't had one done yet, please talk to your doctor about one because it is something I think out there every guy when they hit a certain age needs to get. It's not a PSA. It's just telling you straight up how it is. So I had a colonoscopy done today. And as I was going to be put under, and this is going to be probably the crudest joke I've ever said on camera, so I do apologize in advance for it. As I'm being given the anesthesia, the doctor says, have you had a colonoscopy before? And I have a family history of of colon cancer. So yeah, I said, yes, my, I had one seven years ago, but I also had one yesterday. What do you mean you had a colonoscopy yesterday? Oh, yes. Budget Rent-A-Car and the Lakers gave one to me yesterday. So I will tell you what, I'm here. I'm a little bit perplexed, and I'm very, very excited to talk a Russell Westbrook trade. 
We can also touch on the NBA draft, but I will also be talking NBA draft with Stone Hansen from the Upside Swings podcast tomorrow. We've got a thing scheduled that we had to put off on the back burner for another day. So we are doing that on Saturday for those listening on Facebook, on our Lakers Fastbreak Facebook channel. So we will be talking NBA draft winners and losers there for sure. Will we have time tonight? We're not sure. We're going to try and hit to it as best we can. But we do know what we are going to hit, and that is Russell Westbrook, who has been traded allegedly, reportedly, and because it came from Woj, most likely, uh, you know, obviously it has to clear waivers and the NBA and all that stuff, and they have to give their blessing and make sure everything goes through. But let me give you the synopsis in detail. From Washington – where you can call it now the true land of ex-Lakers, the Washington Wizards trade Russell Westbrook and a 2024 and 2028 second-round draft pick to the Lakers in exchange for the 22nd pick in this year's draft, which Washington subsequently traded themselves, but that's their own issues, and that's what they did. (laughs) And also, KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma and opting into his contract so he can get paid money that he probably wouldn't get paid out in the open market. I think around 9.7, if I'm not mistaken. That's Montrez Harold. He opted into his contracts just so he could be traded to Washington. So that you, there you have it right there. There's the trade in detail. It made all the news rounds. It just went just viral. Everybody's talking about it. And for many out there that are claiming that this was going to be a change where this would be great for the Lakers and that they got a third star, more power to you if you enjoyed that. But for many of others like myself who have realistically looked at the Lakers with not just their heart but their mind, they've basically gone ahead and said, you know what, we need to check some things out because not everything goes past the smell test. And here, to me, uh, and here with me today to talk about if this will pass the smell test, are three great guests indeed. I have just a great lineup, and I truly appreciate everybody out there watching, listening live on Facebook Live. We truly appreciate it, and everybody out there listening on the Hoopheads Podcast Network. But before we get to our guests, I just want to say this. You know over the next few months and over the course of the season, Laker Tom is probably going to send and write up a whole bunch of articles talking about how great this is to have this pairing and whatnot. The thing is, he might not be saying it during the playoffs because this, to me, is a acquisition just for the today and not for the tomorrow. It's not for the. It's just something that might help us get through the season with a, you know, with an outstanding record. Probably put us at the t- at or near the top of the Western Conference. But it's something that creates a lot of problems defensively and offensively when you bring a player of Russell Westbrook's stature at this stage of his career. So you can take that for what it's worth, and we'll be talking about that throughout the the show. But here today, to start off with, since he was here first, is the man behind Lakerholics.com, who will be writing many of those articles with the whole three guys right together with the superimposed jerseys and all that, and everything's great and fine and dandy, is a good man indeed. He is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. Laker Tom. It's great to see you, my friend. We were actually planning on doing a midnight show, but I noticed that everybody was asleep by the time I got there at my time. 11 hours later, 
And I do want to give a big shout out to Chris, the regional manager for Budget Rent-A-Car for LA and Orange County, who said that there were no cars available in Orange County right near Disneyland. Hmm. But I called if I was a customer that was going to do a walk-up that day. Oh, there were plenty of cars available. So, you know, big shout out to you and the failure that you gave your customers. Back to you, Tom. How are you today? Well, hmm. Switch you can me. see I'm a little bit. You can see I'm a little bit perturbed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody's entitled to their rent every so often. Oh, and budget rent a car, they get a rent, especially for someone who used to be a, a pretty good level manager in charge of customer service here in Las Vegas for Hertz Rent a Car. It's per, it's particularly. Why annoying. did you take budget instead of Hertz then? I was at the mercy of Costco <laughs> and a good rate. Which, mm-hmm. uh, which unfortunately turned out to not to be a good rate because I got right. back so late they charged me an extra day at their <laughs> rate. So now I'm going to f- have to fight that as well. But go ahead, Tom. Tell me your thoughts on this wonderful, fantastic Russell Westbrook trade and how it's going to reshape the Lakers landscape forever. Switch, switch me over, will you? <laughs> yes, I will switch you over. Here we go. Here's a little story from a man named Tom. Um. Well, let me start by saying I'm sorry you had a bad day. Oh, Carol. it was, uh, it was you know, I mean, yeah. It's one of the things that I enjoy about re- being retired is not having to commute, not having to deal with those traffic problems and and uh, auto breakdowns and all of those things. And uh, customer service really can be a frustrating thing, especially if you've been in that business before. Oh, um, yes. There's nobody, I think, on the Lakerholics site or maybe anywhere that, is more a fan of shooting than I am. I mean, I've been screaming the, and pushing the analytics attitude for years. I mean, starting with Byron Scott and all the way on the line. So I was very excited at the prospect of getting Buddy Yield. I mean, that that is such a major get for the Lakers. This is a guy who shoots 10 threes per game, makes 40% of them. And uh, also does a good job rebounding and a good job playmaking. So I was really psyched up that we were going to get him. Um, And then the news for Russell Westbrook came along. If there's another bandwagon that I've been on for a while, besides the shooting bandwagon, it's the three stars bandwagon. So for me, it was like a Sophie's choice here. I've got a, (laughs) I've got the material playmaker on one hand and got the, Prodigious three-point shooter on the other hand, but I can't have them both. Well, wait a minute. Why can't I? Wait a minute, because you don't want them both in one guy. That's LeBron James. But uh, at any rate, the more I look at this deal and the more I hear about it, and and you look at the coincidence that the two players that the the Wizards are going to move on, they're going to keep KCP because they love him. They somehow are think, telling themselves that he's going to play a wing and guard bigger guys. We all know how that worked out. Um, but at any rate, the two guys that they're going to move on with him, uh, even though they got him in the trade, are Kyle Kuzma and Montres Harrell, who God, just coincidentally happened to two guys that we've been talking to, sending to Sacramento for Buddy Heald. Uh, then there's the issue that... Uh, Kyle Kuzma's poison pill won't allow the deal to be consummated until the moratorium hits August 6th. So we've got a lot of time for the thing to change. And then secondly, 
they can't talk about anybody who's going to be in a sign and trade at this point because free agency hasn't started. And everybody remembers last year when the Bucks thought they had a trade for, for Bogdanovich and uh, ended up getting fined for tampering and, and Bogdan ended up down in, uh, in Atlanta. So, they made out um, okay. They made out okay, yeah. Tom. Don't worry about that. They made they out okay, fine. but still, you can tell that that lesson was learned. That ninety-nine percent of the tampering the league is going to let go, but don't talk to the don't talk to anybody about signing trades before August second. And so everybody's avoiding the whole issue that this trade is perfectly set up. Probably was set up in advance by Palinka and Tommy to be expanded. All we really need to is we need somebody who wants to get Dennis Schroeder is cap doesn't have the cap space to do that. So they have to trade for him and is willing to give us two players that either the Kings will accept for Buddy Heald or that the Wizards will accept and swap for Kuz and uh, Harold so that we can consummate the other trade. Um, now, what does that mean? If we can do it, if we can do it for Schroeder, that's great. But Schroeder, unfortunately, because of the base year compensation, is only going to be 19.2 going out, which is not enough to get the 22.6 that Buddy is. Um, we could probably throw in um, uh, the other guy's okay. contract that we've got. Uh, THT? I no, THT. the. No, no. Caruso, I mean, Alfonso oh. McKinney. McKinney. We, McKinney. McKinney's contract yeah. would probably be thrown in, but the team might want more than that. You That's know? a non-partially guaranteed, yeah. just to let you know. They, we can guarantee it, and then it becomes a contract. So uh, the other issue is that it could affect it could affect THT, and it could affect uh, Caruso, because the one thing that's certain by this trade the Lakers have made is they're all in for winning while LeBron is here. And as we've all read... This whole thing started simply when LeBron James had a visitor. He, he and Anthony Davis were there, and uh, in pops uh, somebody that they've been thinking of would be great on the team, Russell Westbrook, and the three of them start talking, and they're talking about various things, and they end up where Russ says, I'll do anything. I'll change. I'll play off the ball. I'll play, you know, whatever position you want me to play. And LeBron and AD both say, well, if you're going to come, we got to move up a position. I'll play the four, and the AD is ready to play the five. They're all eager to go on it. And it sort of sat there and simmered, and it was one of those simultaneous deals where the Lakers are dealing with both teams at the same time, using the same chips in both tables, actually, during the game. And then Westbrook comes out and demands a trade to the Lakers. And that was it. That flipped the switch right there. And all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> Buddy Hill thought he was going to be a Laker, Kuzma and and, and Harold thought they were going to Sacramento. Now they're uh, now they're on the East Coast in Washington. Um, and ironically, just for you, Gerald, I wanted to throw this last little bit in before I turn the table over. There was a fourth guy at that meeting at the house at LeBron's house, <laughs> and naturally, uh, I, I'm sure you wouldn't have guessed who that is. Uh, he's the uh, he's the reigning Lakers uh, reigning NBA 15th fan of the year. Um, Jared, your favorite player. Um, yeah. So he was there, you know, I, I guess he's important enough that LeBron and AD uh, and Russ felt that he should be there when, when they made the pact to become the Lakers superstar big three. 
Well, unfortunately, Jared Dudley might actually have a chance to be on the Lakers roster just because they would be so desperate for any body off the street. Yeah, you know, the five minutes he'll play all season. Right. Right. Give me a break, Tom. This, Jay, right. this Dudley deal has got to end because he's a horrible player. He's beyond it's his like prime. I give him a colonoscopy oh. anytime I want just oh, by mentioning Jared God. Dudley. Yeah, exactly. He, well, yeah, it is a colonoscopy in and of itself. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. But again, we're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on with this because Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers is something of, of concern for a lot of people out there, whether you like it or you don't like it. And we want to hear your thoughts out there in the chat room out there. Please let us know. Also want to thank so much Damon Thomas and Jay Johnson Seda for liking the video and, and giving us a big heart. We truly appreciate it. But also here today from the great spot that's known as medium.com slash basketball dash university is a good man indeed. You got to check out his detailed articles at Basketball University. Truly appreciate every time he comes on the show. Laker Tom, I also truly appreciate every time he comes on the show, although may, I may regret it by the time we end the show, but that's, <laughs> you know, going in, it's good. But it is Spencer Young. Spencer, great to have you back. I hope you enjoyed Space Jam. It, you know, I, you said you were going to go watch it your friends. Uh, I've already told you my thoughts on it, but. Speaking of cartoons, and this is going to be something like I'm relating to that, is is it going to be cartoonish now that the Lakers now have most likely Russell Westbrook? Um, maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, he is considered by statistics one of the worst shooters in NBA history, and that's really a hard thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean – Okay. He shoots I, one and a half points below Dennis Schroeder on the three-point shot. I have to be honest. My my reaction was I I posted on Lakerholics. It was just like <laughs> I followed by a bunch of dots. I got a call from the tow driver telling me he was going to be delayed even more after he had already been late for four hours. And then I got the the text by, or I got the the tweet by Choms uh, right afterwards. So you could you could just tell my thoughts. I felt like throwing the table through the hotel window. That's just, you know. I mean, look, I, I think there's there's like a situation where it works, but oh, during the season, I think it looks fine. I think I think it looks fine. The past like six weeks, though, that I've I've been on here, I've just dismissed the possibility because it, there's so much overlap between Westbrook and LeBron, yeah. and he makes forty six million. And there's a possibility, like, in the playoffs. I already see, like, Rudy Gobert guarding him. 
and I don't think Westbrook's necessarily going to make him pay like Terrence Mann did. So, nope. Um, it, yep. I agree with you there. I mean, that's the problem when it comes down to the playoffs. I mean, you remember flashback to Spencer uh, before you came on the show when we when we were doing shows from the bubble. I mean, yeah, I mean, how did the Lakers really win that Houston series? What are the, some of the game plans that they did? Oh, uh, well, they trapped Harden and AD is the backline defender because he's not guarding Westbrook. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I already see it happening. And there's the same dilemma where, you know, you put the ball in Westbrook's hands so that his shooting isn't a liability, but then you just took the ball out of LeBron's hands and you want the ball in LeBron's hands because that's the best offensive play you can get. So, I mean... And arguably, and LeBron is arguably one of the greatest players of all time, but that's just you know. also one of the greatest finishers of all time. Yeah, and you take the ball out of his hands. Well, but you put his ball back in his hands so he can score, and you okay. save a lot of wear and tear on him. You hope I mean, there's that a reason is. why LeBron wants to do this. Remember, this started with LeBron and AD. It didn't but start it, with Rob Palinka. But the only thing is that they, if the, the if he's posting up down low. And, and tell me we're wrong, Spencer. Wouldn't you not, as a, a coach on the opposite end, pack it in? Yeah, yeah. You just the Lakers just have to get shooters. They can't put him on the floor without Let shooters. Let Spencer speak. Okay, I mean, the biggest question you're going to have to answer. Well, there's two big questions. You have, you have to answer if Westbrook can score on an opposing team center because that's going to happen a lot. And you have to beat a 2-3 zone because I think – like you're gonna, other teams are gonna pack the paint and let the Lakers shoot. I mean, so even even like you think back two years ago when we had Danny Green, KCP, Caruso, Rondo in the bubble, they still let him shoot too. I mean, is there's a chance the shooters we get aren't that great? I mean, we have what the taxpayer MOE and veteran minimum. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, let me get you to back real quickly, Tom, and then I'll get to you, Jamie. But okay, so if, if realistically, if they get Buddy Healed and another shooter, I could see it possibly working in the playoffs. Possibly, this is not about the regular season, Tom. It's not about the regular season because you and I both know they play differently. NBA teams do during the regular season, and this could be something where the Lakers just fast break and transition up to themselves to fifty fifty five wins easy. This is about the playoffs. Well, I think another. I, th- I think the other factor that. Listen, this is going to be the most debated subject, obviously, and it seems like the world is half split, you know, when I listen to listen to it and when I curate articles for Lakerholics.com, I'm always <laughs> I've seen both sides of the picture pretty clearly. Um we'll see whether I'm right or, or whether I'm wrong, that the deal has already been made that the Lakers are basically going to add nothing. There's nobody that they're going to add, even a backup center, with maybe the one exception of Dwight Howard. They're not going to add anybody who doesn't shoot to this team. They're going to add shooters everywhere, up and down from the veteran minimums to the two-way guys. Both of the two-way guys that they got are good three-point shooters. Um, and and basically what they're really – I mean, they won the championship two years ago. And this is against all of my philosophies. They won the championship two years ago. They weren't a great three-point shooting team, but they had a great three-point shooting playoffs especially LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, but what they, wanted, what they want to repeat from there is they want the physicality back. That's what Westbrook brings to the team. And if you read a lot of the stuff that, that 
players who played with Russell at Washington said about how his intensity affects the entire team. Um, I think it's going to have a big effect on the Lakers. And I think his physicality as a guard will. Um, I, I've been a Westbrook fan since he was at UCLA, um, my alma mater. And uh, he, he was a star at UCLA and got into this league because of his defense, not his offense. He couldn't shoot back then either, um, but he could that, attack the basket and so forth. The Lakers that, that, need to have the Lakers need to have two elite volume three point shooters on the court at all times. You cannot you cannot play Westbrook with a traditional center. So there's a lot of things about just the way that the move has forced us to play AD at the five, has forced us to modernize the lineup that we're putting out there, and also, I think the value of a third star is so important. We saw the Nets surviving in the playoffs even because if you have three stars, at least if you can get two of them healthy, you're okay. If you have two stars and one of them goes down, we know what happens in that situation. Three stars it was a great post that I put on Lakerholics.com uh, where a guy was talking about how that is one of the biggest advantages of all. And then the other thing is, I've never, I've never really liked staggering, and this goes to the three star. I've never liked staggering AD and LeBron because I think they're such a match, and the AD alone thing doesn't really have great numbers at it. But I can see staggering Westbrook and LeBron, so that one of those guys is on the floor at all times, and that basically will eliminate a lot of the doubling up that you get. And then AD can play with both of them. Um, they can both. They, we can reduce the minutes that the stars have to play during the regular season. So there is a regular season advantage, as you said, but also when you get into the playoffs, the playoffs are about superstars. You're going up against the three superstars that the Nets have, or, and I'm sure once the Warriors start free agency, there's going to be some major trades involving them. They're going to have a big three. Somebody else will have a big three. You need those superstars, superstars win championships. And I think Westbrook, it all comes down to if Russell has to be able to sacrifice, he's got to be the guy who sacrifices and fits into whatever the Lakers need, defensively, offensively. If he can do that and if if Rob can get the shooters, then we're fine. If they don't, it'll be a struggle. If he continues to play defense like he has the past couple of years where he's not played defense. Yeah, but look at the teams he's been playing on, man. All right. All right. I'll, I'll say. always that factor. He was, a, he was a great defender. He was a great defender as, in college in his early years. I'll say this, that you said it's about stars in the playoffs. I think it's about matchups. That, to me, is more important than stars because, as we saw in this situation, this finals with Phoenix and Milwaukee, to me it was more about the matchups than the stars. But getting to another man, indeed, who's been very patient. I know, the one star in the series with Giannis, the one true superstar. And he had the greatest finals so you're not calling ever had. So you're not calling Chris and and Devin Booker two superstars? Wow, I thought you were. No, calling I don't. Them. They aren't superstars in the sense that LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Kevin Durant are. They're wow. second tier players. Okay, second tier stars. Chris Paul's a first team Hall of Famer, but okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, right. uh, Chris Paul's not the Chris Paul at 36 is not the Chris Paul that was. Well, James Harden's never won the title. Right. Um, I don't yeah, know. Okay. It's not going to go down a good road. But anyways, <laughs> right. 
let's let's like, keep it let's try and keep it civil. You know, right. and Giannis Giannis is the biggest superstar in that series, was he? Do you not disagree with that? He was the biggest superstar. No, I who the, was the best at, player in the series? Who was the, the biggest? Who was the at the time the he needed to step up? He stepped up, but we talked about for years how he didn't step up, and well, that's, not, just, that's not this year. Well, he, obviously he did at the time. And he obviously grew. Yeah. He found that moment. He found that risk, but, but he found that point where you're going to go ahead and say yes. He did step up to play and came up the star, but. Let's get to Jamie, who hasn't even spoken much in 27 minutes. So we want to go ahead and make sure he, we get a chance to have let him have the floor. My friend, it is Jamie Sweet, the man behind five things, the great things that you just put around an article, too, that people need to go ahead and check out. It's a little dated now with what's been talked about since. But my friend, I think it's going to be the defining trade in the Rob Palenka era. It is if it ultimately comes to fruition, which it looks like it. Uh, and again, to me, it's not about what the Lakers are going to do during the season. And Laker Tom is going to write out about a whole bunch of articles with the Photoshop photos and all that. That's going to look great and groovy on Lakerholics.com that we see all year long that talking about how the Lakers are looking this, looking that. But to me, it's ultimately about what are they going to do in playoffs? And with Russell Westbrook, I see it more of a negative than a positive. Uh, I have to disagree with that narrative. I think that there's, you know, Russell Westbrook is such a polarizing player because he is so intense because he plays the game on his own terms and he doesn't like cow to analytics or to whatever the NBA world thinks is in vogue at the time. He has a way that he plays and he plays that way and he plays that way as hard as he possibly can. Uh, And let's be honest, he took, he's taken teams that really ought not to have been to the playoffs to the playoffs pretty much single-handedly multiple times and he keeps doing it he's kind of like the anti chris paul right like where chris paul's like hey let's like learn together and i'll hit my clutch shots when i can russell westbrook is we're gonna win the game and then they win the game you know what i mean that's that's what we just got we just it'll be so great if youtube actually uses that as one of the thumbnail photos right there i'm down uh, you know, but I mean, this is what I think about the Russell Westbrook team. One, we got rid of three players who had maxed out as Lakers. They had their best season in the bubble. They had their best moment as Lakers in the bubble. And then the entire next season, they didn't take a step forward. And in some cases even took a step back. Uh, Trez was a terrible fit for the Lakers from minute one. And when people say like the opposing center is going to guard Russell Westbrook, I agree. But that means that nobody of height is guarding Anthony Davis and that Anthony Davis is going to murder somebody. And Russell Westbrook's not dumb. He's not going to, like, drive to the rim. Like, when he was on Houston, there was not – what option was there? <laughs> they had no center. They had they had five guys on the court, six, nine, and under. That's the, They had a Harden and a whole bunch of three-point shooters, though, on that team. But they had nobody who could rebound. They couldn't play defense. That that There's a whole other, like – uh, three-point shooting is wonderful and magical. And well, let me ask awesome you this. Why couldn't they play you defense? You have to play defense. You ha- they didn't have a center. <laughs> but they also had Russell Westbrook on the team who doesn't play defense anymore. Uh, James Harden doesn't play defense. I mean, this is this, – this, I don't think that's a – this is, that team is a terrible example of what an NBA team in the playoffs should look like. And I basically throw that series out. Uh, I don't see it as being, uh, it, it was like, I basically looked at it as Houston forfeiting the season at mid in the middle of the season. Thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen an NBA team do. 
They ran their G League the same way where they just shot three-pointers all the time. And you're not going to win a playoff series that way. It's just never going to happen. You need to be able to rebound the basketball. And for that, you need somebody who's a little taller than 6'9", maybe even hitting the seven-foot range, and who's got instincts and who's, like, worked on it. You don't just throw Jamal, Jordan Crawford out there and be like, go rebound the ball, bro. Like, you're kind of tall, right? Like, it doesn't – nothing works like that. The sports doesn't work like that. Nothing – Nothing works like that. So I think this is a great trade for the Lakers. And I have, well, I have five great things coming up for it, but I'll do three right now. One, <laughs> one is that if LeBron and AD and Russ all talked about it, it's not like this is like something that happened in the lab in the front office. This is something that the players who are going to be executing it on the floor have already agreed to, have already like hashed it out a little bit. Two, it means that when LeBron said he'll never be 100% again, he wasn't lying. I think this is specifically designed to reduce LeBron's wear and tear specifically during the regular season so that he can be fresh like he was in the bubble for the playoffs so that he can be LeBron in the playoffs and who cares what happens during the regular season as long as we're winning. Three, it's to, should something happen to LeBron, you still have that dynamic drive and kicker in Westbrook that keeps AD flourishing on, uh, out on the perimeter, keeps the three-point shots from guys happening on the, I mean, Westbrook always averages double digit assists. So it's I, I, this whole, I, I feel like it's a very, it's always a one dimensional narrative where like he can't shoot the three. There have been many, effect, I mean, Lonzo Ball was a terrible three point shooter until recently. Ben Simmons is still a terrible three point shooter. Uh, these guys are nowhere near as good as Russell Westbrook is. Like they're but you nowhere see what near happened. the playmakers. But you see, near the, they don't impact the game anywhere near the same way. Nowhere but you near. saw what happened with the Philadelphia with Joel Embiid. You know, it became a situation where it was him on the other team, you know, against the other teams because Simmons became such a liability because of his offensive issues and problems. That wasn't, that's not just relegated to his jump shot. That's because he doesn't even shoot the ball when he's directly underneath the basket. That's what I'm saying. These are not the same. These are, Russell Westbrook is not that mold of player. He's got the cojones to take the shot, to drive it to the rim, to create contact, to put pressure on the opposing defense. Ben Simmons gets to about the three-point line and is like, man, I really should pass the ball to somebody who's going to do something. There you go. And that's that's Ben. That's how I've you know from what I've seen of Ben Simmons, especially in the playoffs. That's what he does. Russ ain't going to do that. You know, he's got the intensity of Rondo. He might not have the the. I mean, let's. Another great example of a guy who couldn't shoot for the longest time, but yet still somehow has won playoff ring. I, I, I don't buy this narrative that just because Russ Westbrook can't hit a three-pointer above 30%, that he's a liability to our offense or to our title chances. I disagree with that completely. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we'll see in the playoffs because it already worked against him once before. And we'll see what happens again. Again, Washington he, as well. Did he have LeBron James or Anthony Davis on his team? 
Well, he did have the best offensive machine right there at, during the NBA in, for that period of time. But Spencer wants to go ahead and give a shout out as far as something that you said in regards to the defense that year. I, I think I remember their defense as far as a team defense being at or near the top of the league, even for Mike D'Antoni. If I remember correctly, Spencer, you, you have to correct me. Is that something? Because like I said, something that you took issue with. I think Westbrook, period, does not play good defense because he chooses not to play good defense. That's something he's not chosen to do for quite some time. So I'm not sure if he can, can play it again now that he's at a you know an older age. But I want to hear your thoughts. And, and plus, again, do you, when it all comes down to it, is the Westbrook trade the right move that you can make? I mean, you said it yourself already at LakerHollis.com that you didn't <clears> think that was the case. I just see it as an issue. I see it as a problem and a concern coming, not during the regular season, but playoff time. Yeah, okay. I guess, like, one more point in defense of Westbrook is that I don't think, like, KCP's the difference between Buddy Heald and Russell Westbrook. And also, I think our perception of Russell Westbrook's, like, altered because he he's, at best, a neutral asset. At worst, he's a really bad asset because of his contract. But that's not him as a basketball player, right? He's he's good to great as a basketball player. But no, I think the Rockets teach a lot of interesting lessons. Like I get what Jamie's saying about that's not how you play basketball, but um, that, that Houston team was interesting because Westbrook was pretty awful with Clint Capella. That's where the whole narrative that you can't play him in a true center started. Because actually before that, he's had symbiotic relationships with like Steven Adams, uh, Kendrick Perkins, Sergi Ibaka. He's been able to play with big men before. It was just that season when he was on the floor with Clint Capella. It just ja- Jamie's uh, commenting that he was great when he was stealing rebounds from Steven Adams. <laughs> that mean, isn't what I said. Don't misrepresent me. Okay, well, I, I added the stealing from, but, but there actually yeah. is documented where he would steal just so he he could pad the triple doubles. No, but I think with the switching defense. It is true, Jamie. It's, it's, please, Spencer. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, with Houston switching defense, they actually didn't give up like a huge percentage of offensive rebounds. And, you know, if you replayed the series that we played against the Rockets. They made 23s in game two. And almost every time in NBA history, they'd win that game. They were tied at halftime in game three. Again, almost, who knows, right? You're tied at halftime. It's like a 50-50. So they could have won the first three games of the series, like technically, and Westbrook was playing injured. And then as as far as, like, the defense, I think he's okay on ball. He's really bad as an off-ball defender, which is why. It Gambles too much. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. He wants to steal. Yeah, but, him, him and Paul George, when they're in OKC, they gamble yeah. every season. But that comes from playing on a poor team because that's the only way you can impact the team that doesn't have a good team defense is to try to make steals and, and to try to, you know, be a, be a gambler. Um, because basically those teams that he was on, everybody's going to score. <laughs> they're not going to stop. They're not stopping anybody. And if you can't stop anybody and you see the team can't stop anybody because they don't have a, they don't have a concept of working as five as one to, to really hold them down on defense. 
the guys in the NBA are too good. You can't guard guys one-on-one. Uh, everything is team defense today. And, uh, and so I, and, and I think Westbrook will buy in to the team defense. And I think that I'm sure that AD and, and LeBron are going to make that a big point with him. Um, so we'll see, you know, it's the other side of it is that it's just, it is very Hollywood. I mean, you know, we're going to see the fastest Lakers team we've seen since Showtime because they're going to be running up and down the court. And well, it's going I to be fun. You, and, you know. Well, I told you this. I told you this. Let me say this. I will say in one sense, and during the regular season, I think this is going to be a decent pairing. And the thing is, I mentioned before that one of the things the Lakers last season was deficient on is transition. I, I really yeah. was hard on the fact that in the bubble, they destroyed teams. And the reason, part of the reason why they won was because their defense and their transition. Even in the finals, when they were trans, when they were in transition and they were going ahead and pushing the ball up and just pushing the pace, they were unstoppable. And when it came down to it last year, it was the injuries because the people out of the lineup, et cetera, et cetera. You, a lot of that went away. And, you know, you still have the defense, but you did not have the transition. And to me, that was an issue as far as being able to create easy points. When you have a team that cannot shoot well, guess what you got to do? You got to find ways to score and manufacture points. And one of the easiest ways to do it is on the fast break. So you got to go right. ahead and make sure that you. you Westbrook will help the fast break. Westbrook's oh, tremendously. Help the tremendously. Yeah. And I'm not going to dissuade you there. And again, yeah, it's, it's, it's season, odd that we did. It's odd that we did so poor on the fast breaks when you think that the big change was the fastest guy we've seen on the Lakers in a long time in Dennis. But a lot of the times those fast breaks just weren't efficient. We were 29th in efficiency last year. And in the championship year, we were first in transition efficiency. Josh Williams, thank you so much for commenting on the on the chat board. He said the gambling is where a defensive mind coach, when you were talking about his defensive mindset with Russell Westbrook, the fact right. he always goes for seals. He said this is where Coach Vogel should come into place and he should be able to preach better habits. Yep. I, would I agree hope totally. So, but he, remember, he is 33 and old habits die hard, especially for someone that's been in the league for so many years. I'm hoping that he'll change. And believe me, well, you know, I want this to work. Well, let me say this. Here, I want this to work. I really okay. want this to work. Here, here's the example. Be- here's the best example that I can give you as to why I think it'll work. Okay. If you watched, if you if if, if before he got here, you tried to figure out what Andre Drummond would do that would drive you crazy. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't, it was basically taking bad shots. <laughs> You know, making bad passes, hogging the ball, um, not hustling on not hustling on defense and things like that. Um, and yet, when I watch him play, as much as I dislike the idea of getting him, I was rooting for him because he was pretty selfless. You know, he didn't take bad shots. He didn't take any shots from the free throw line, even though he was a pretty good free throw shooter. He didn't take shots from the free throw line. He didn't he didn't call for the ball and post up all the time. He played within the confines of the game. His problem was that within the confines of the game, his skill sets just weren't polished enough. He couldn't finish those lobs. He couldn't finish that one-on-one move. He couldn't block that shot. Um, but he did make a lot of good passes to the perimeter, um, and he played selflessly, and I thought he hustled. I didn't see him mog. I didn't see him lagging down. 
you know, the culture of a team got a little undermined last year for whatever the reasons were. A big part of it probably was the injuries. But the culture that they had created the previous year was pretty much driven by the fact that LeBron James and Anthony Davis were the superstar leaders on that team. And when you've got two players of that stature leading the team, everybody else falls in line. I don't care what you used to be on your old team. You might have been the number one scorer. You might have been a college all-star. But when you're on the Lakers, you're third or lower on the on the, on the the chain. And basically, everybody sort of falls in line with that because LeBron and AD demand it. And I think Frank Vogel demands it too. So, you know, I go with what J- Jamie's first three points of his five things were just right on. This whole thing started from the players, from the players putting their minds together and saying this is how it's going to work. Secondly, I can't even remember Jamie's other two things now, but <laughs> they were so they were so great. But secondly, yeah, they, were, they were great. But secondly, the and maybe this touches on the same thing that he said. Secondly, <laughs> the Lakers have a culture; they have an identity. Even this year, with all of the problems, their identity was defense. You know, uh, we, and, we, and we got still, much love for you, Tom. We've got love, yeah. much love for you. That's all I'll say. <laughs> At any funny. rate. It's yeah, funny. I, it's I, I think that I think that I think that if if he's already had his interview with LeBron and AD, right? He knows what right. they told him to do, right? Well, well let me any, well let me just any, say this. Hold on, let me just say this. Let me just let me just and you because I'm giving it to you next, <laughs> and, and then we're going to go right into some thoughts on the draft. I do want to go ahead and touch on the draft because I want to hear Spencer's thoughts primarily on this because I know he's been studying up on it last minute. And I know Jamie and Laker Tom hopefully have as well, even though we didn't really have a dog in this fight in regards to the draft afterwards. But that's one thing I wanted to ask you. I mean, ultimately, it was for Russell Westbrook and a 2024 second rounder and a 2028 second rounder, which I'm really looking forward to seeing on those days. You know, that could actually be a tasty second rounder on that 2024. But I want to ask you this. When it comes to the actual trade, do you think, if, if in hindsight, it, that the Lakers, instead of those two second rounders, could have worked some just vocabulary magic? Rob Palenka could have worked a little bit more magic and maybe gotten that first round swap instead, saying, you know what, I I want to do this trade. I want to take on Westbrook's salary, but in order to do so, you got to go ahead and give me the fifteenth pick. You know the you know the, the that that to that to me, I think I think he could have swung that deal if he's going to be able to get two seconds. He should have been able to at least swing that first. Well, at least, least the two seconds were probably no, the effort to do it. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's too much. I, the, 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 for to get forty-four and a half million dollars off your hands, and then the next year after. Yeah, but they could have just rolled with Westbrook, and that they got to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, when, keep when that, nobody keep that. He played well enough. He wasn't a dump. That wasn't yeah, a salary dump. I, that wasn't a salary dump. No, I, that, that was a salary was, split. It was yeah, like three pieces so you can move them easier. Like let's so everybody's like oh Buddy Hield Buddy Hield Buddy Hield Buddy Hield is not a great defender, <laughs> all right. So like had we yeah, got he's Buddy not Heald, a great defender. Like Westbrook is twice the defender I would argue that Buddy Hield is. Yeah, I would agree. Westbrook with that. is twice the playmaker, twice the playmaker that Buddy Hield is. I would agree the with one, that. The one, the one tiny little area that we're all quibbling over is the, is, is the, yeah, is the yeah, perimeter. But he's like ten times the shooter. <laughs> Yeah, but he doesn't. I mean, he kind of gets his own shot. He, he's listen. He I, is statistically one of the worst shooters in NBA history. It's hard to do that, man. I, yeah, but why? he was only one and a half points better 
Dennis Schroeder was only one and a half points better uh, than him on a three-point shot. We're not talking about shooting just three-pointers. We're talking about overall. He's not even a good free-throw shooter, man. I will say uh, he could heal him. Not, not that I'm not worried about. Neither was, not, not, you know, neither was Rondo. Having him close games from his free-throw shooting is a problem. He's not going to close games. That's why we have LeBron James. So yeah, this, this, well, for forty-four million dollars, forty-four million dollars, I might disagree with you there. Spencer's I think strategically almost, he may not close some games if it's a really close. You game. almost rolled Spencer doing a loop out of his room there. <laughs> That's why you have Anthony Davis. That's why there's a three-headed monster. We have King Geter now. All right, so let's uh, you know let's remember that we're uh, going to have eight other shooters. Why don't we just bring your favorite, JaVale McGee, back from the U.S. Olympic team? No, no, Dwight, Howard's, Dwight Howard's my favorite. Dwight Howard's my Actually, favorite. I'm, I'm, I'm in for Dwight because we want to punish people no! this year. Physicality. Uh, uh, all, right. all right, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. But go ahead, finish up, Jamie. I want to make sure before we get right, up. So this is, this, is, this is the thing. A, we're critiquing an unfinished product. We're, like, looking at, like, the car half-built and being, well, how's this thing going to drive? So – this is a little, we're putting the cart before the horse a little bit here, I would argue, uh, first off. The other thing is that, listen, again, it's good. Uh, uh, shout out to Mongo Slade, right, from Lakerholics.com, because he said about three days ago that he wasn't sure that Russ would be able to be the disciple to LeBron. Russ is going to be the disciple to LeBron. This is all to make LeBron James's last two years a little bit easier on him. That's the only reason this yeah. is happening. And if it's going to cost the Lakers forty-four million, which really, if you think about it, is well, probably seventy-five to, million in taxes. That's what I was going to say. It's probably closer <laughs> to eighty. It's probably closer to eighty million when you get when all is said and done. Of not my money. Uh, yeah. Then, what are you going to call him now, Kelly Oubre? Uh, <laughs> listen, I'd still take Russell Westbrook over Kelly Oubre. No, um, I was saying in regards kidding, to how I'm much kidding. in taxes. Right, no, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's uh, actually it puts us at it, it puts us at seventy five to eighty million. So we're at two thirty, right? We'll, we'll be called, when the roster's filled out. We'll well, here's the exact here's the exact number from from the luxury tax estimator: seventy five million three hundred eighty six thousand two hundred seven dollars in tax. The salary, if you got Westbrook and and Buddy Heald and the taxpayer MLE. And nothing but money. is, uh, and you get rid of you get rid of THT and you get rid of Caruso. <laughs> Even if you do that, you're still at 170 million plus 75 million in taxes for a total payroll of 246. Well, I get. Well, hold on. Well, I, I guess the beer prices are going up at the st- at the state. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't matter. I just matter. filled the, the Lakers, gas tank for Lakers, five bucks Lakers, a gallon, man. The Lakers don't get money from Staples, so it's a moot point. Um, not if they not if they have Lakers uh, memorabilia cups. Well, that's uh, well, sure. All right, I guess, <laughs> I guess you get a, they get a nickel or whatever. I don't think so. I don't think we're gonna get Buddy Hield. I'm sorry, Tom. I don't. I don't really. I mean, I know we the are. Don't worry right. about it. It'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see. I do think we'll keep Tht. I do think we'll keep Caruso. I think we have a better shot. I think we'll keep. Of I think we'll keep one of them. One of them will get traded. Maybe. I think we have a better shot of luring DeRozan here. Yeah, we probably need one of them in order to pull off the Buddy Heel trade. Yeah, that's that's great. Bring DeRozan here. He's an outstanding group. No, DeRozan's out. DeRozan's out. He's out. He's out. He's out. Uh, You know, the guy had 6.9 assists and a 3.5 assist uh, turnover ratio. He's He's learned how to become a playmaker in his older age. I get it, but he still can't. But, you know, know, the same reason I thought that he could work as long as we had two shooters is the same reason why Westbrook can work. We're going to keep we have West. two other shooters. 
We're going to keep uh, that. I mean, that's why AD is going to the five and LeBron's going to the four so that you can put a shooter at the two and three. We're going to keep Morris. We'll keep AD. We're going to keep yep. less. We're going to maybe yep. keep Macklemore. Like, I, I'll bet we'll keep Dudley. For the love of God. Uh, moving on. Spencer, before we head on out, <laughs> any last thoughts on Westbrook? And then I'm going to hit you up with some, your thoughts on the NBA draft. <laughs> Oh, okay. I mean, I think we've exhausted the Russell Westbrook. Oh, no. We, oh, no. We, we can see. Oh, no, 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 no. That's one thing. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> one thing I'll add is that I think, like, Buddy. There are no dead horses in this podcast. Some Sacramento fans actually wanted Kuzma and Montrezl Harrell over Buddy Heald because he has a lot of, like, habits that are formed when you play on the Pelicans and Kings, right? And you. <laughs> well, also the fact that you just drafted a guard as well, and you're now pretty much loaded in the backcourt, and your frontcourt is it's very probably he's going to the Lakers, I think. And Tristan Thompson isn't going to fix the deal. No, <laughs> yeah, he's, okay. he's the consolation prize for Holmes. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, Spencer, go ahead. Any last thoughts on Westbrook? I mean, kidding aside, you and I both are, sound like we're, we're against the trade and Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet are for this trade. Again, for me, it's all about playoff matchups. It's not about what, the, what this will do during the regular season, but ultimately your last thoughts. I'm going to leave it with you, my friend. Okay. Uh, I just felt like Buddy Heald shooting, even if like we couldn't get another point guard and we kept Schroeder, I felt like having a shooter that good, like that high volume and defenders have with like that much gravity I think it, it would have made the game easier for everyone plus you have AD at the four or AD at the five and LeBron at the four I think even like Dennis Schroeder wouldn't play as bad as he did this season and if you could have gone a different point guard that was cheaper the game would would have been easier for him too but I, I just don't think Westbrook makes the game easier but he, he raised our talent base I guess it's the biggest move that we, the team has made this summer probably is AD going to the five and LeBron to the four. It's bigger than a trade. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see if there's not a point at some time during the season, during the playoffs, that those two, AD and LeBron, don't tag team together and do a double team move on Westbrook because they're so mad he's hogging the ball. But we'll see what happens there. This isn't WWE. The, the manager's not going to the ball. The manager's not going to come out with a medal. Westbrook change. has some old habits that have taken place over the course of a decade plus of basketball. They do not die hard with veterans. Your thoughts out there on the Westbrook trade? We'd love to hear them. Lakers fast break at yahoo.com or at Laker Tom or be part of the conversation today because. It is a little bit of a spirited conversation, not just here, but <laughs> at Lakerholics.com and Basketball University on Medium as well. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But Spencer, there's also the NBA draft. And before we head on out, 
just some thoughts because I'm going to go over in detail my thoughts with Stone Hansen coming up here. I think we're going to tape it on Saturday night. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts, though, on the NBA draft, uh, some observations. It went down quite differently. I did get a chance to hear uh, our great Mr. Rafael Barlow, our good friend, who did a sensational job. I actually had, although it buffered, all the way up the I-15. But I did hear it. It probably took me an hour longer to finish it than the average YouTube podcast. But, yes, I was able to go ahead and hear the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. I was able to take a lot of observations, and I rewatched it last night. But your thoughts on the NBA Draft? I thought the Rockets killed it, really, with, like, Jalen Green, Josh Christopher. I don't want to butcher the last name. But oh, a Sangoon, and they also yeah. picked up Usman. Yeah, and a Sangoon like lit up all of the analytics models, like from every draft analyst too. Surprised he fell that far down. Yeah, to, ironically, number fifteen for the Washington Wizards. That and that they traded away. So, but yeah, Houston, I agree with you. They they absolutely did a great job. I thought the Warriors. I guess the Warriors will try to like build up. Jonathan Kuminga's trade value and trade him. He's kind of like Wiseman there. He he has a ton of potential. Like Wiseman could have been a number one pick. Kuminga, if he didn't play as he played better in the G League, I think he could have been a number one pick. But I don't think he's a win now piece. So I'm I'm like kind of scared that the Warriors are gonna pull a giant trade using Wiseman and Kuminga and Wiggins contract. And uh, I thought the Raptors. Miles Turner. I thought the Raptors' choice to draft Scotty Barnes was interesting, I guess. <laughs> I was really locked in on them getting Jalen Suggs, and then they didn't. And now Orlando has another guard, which they have <laughs> in there. So that, that I, was- I th- I, You know what? Suggs is a winner. <laughs> Suggs is a winner to me. I, I don't care if they've got 15-point guards, which it seemingly they do. All those other point guards are not even close to what Jalen Suggs, I think, will progress in the league. Jalen Suggs may not end up being the 19-time All-Star or, or whatever that some of the other draft picks that were hired of are believed to be, you know, these sensational franchise movers. But this guy probably, in my opinion, will end up having more championships than those individuals because, to me, he just exemplifies all those intangibles that I think a player should have. Well, I mean, I hope he gets out of Orlando to win those championships. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to. But he'll do that on his second contract, on his free agent contract. Well, he'll be on the Lakers by then. <laughs> yes. Any thoughts on who might have made a mistake? I mean, I think Dispers did a, a little bit of a reach at 12. Uh, I think that, yeah, he, the kid from Alabama, way too young for being that high up in the draft. I mean, someone who was projected, I think most people by in the twenties, I actually had him right outside that the first round and he goes at number 12. I thought that was kind of a reach, but I think the Kings at nine, I think a lot of people are scratching their heads, especially with Halliburton there. Well, with Halliburton, you've got Halliburton and you've got, well, He'd still pick, healed. pick for the Lakers. They were going to swap with a 22. Well, they and didn't they swap. For the and they went ahead and picked the guy that the Lakers wanted. Okay, well, they forgot, but they've now got him on their team. So right now, they so still he's have. available in the expanded trade that includes Buddy Heald. Uh, you better hope they trade. Maybe but let's say he'll throw him. And let's we'll throw just the say, in. well, Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams haven't reported yet, so let's just say it's not I, right now. It's if 
if you get what you get and you have what you have, I still think it's a curious pick to say the least. But any last, uh, you know, the other defender, he was the best backcourt defender in the country. Yes, but he's not. He's for a win now team, and Sacramento's not a win now team. But Spencer, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on some final observations on the NBA draft. I thought, I, I mean, I, I get why Memphis picked Zaire Williams. Uh, I think like he's he's the if he develops fully, he's the wing they need. But I mean, it's kind of a reach. I think. In the I thought there is a little high. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they could have traded down. Probably. What do you think of that trade, though? The Valanciunas trade that um, uh, that uh, Memphis and New Orleans did. I think the Pelicans got the best player. Um, I I looked at the contracts. I don't think Bledsoe and Stephen Adams are going to like hamper their ability to pay Morant or Jaron Jackson. So I think they're okay. Well, there's always Oklahoma City they could send them back to. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> I guess the trade will be determined by Zaire Williams because they they trade they gave up their starting center who is arguably their best player in the season. I mean, someone deep in the analytics community could probably make a case for Valanciunas being better than John Morant this past season. I won't make the case, but they they gave up their best player to trade up, and then they took a reach at number ten. So Zaire Williams has to live up to his potential there. I agree. As well, see what happens with that. That was a very curious trade. I mean, for New Orleans, it took a lot of the mistakes that David Griffin has made over the past year, and took two of those players in there, you know, from from those trades, and was able to dump it off on somebody else. But uh, yeah, I think also as well, Utah getting Jared Butler deep in the second round. I think that's something a lot of people like myself are pointing to. I know there were some medical issues there, but I want to hear your thoughts. Jared Butler could make a difference in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good Valley pick, I think. Yeah, number 40. I thought that was uh, really good. But thank you so much, Spencer. Laker Tom, Jamie, any thoughts? Are the, did you actually even watch the draft? Did you watch your good friend, Mr. Barlow? I was not around my house, so I did not. I, I wasn't West- around my house either. I was traveling up by 15. I was still able to stream it. Yeah, but you were angry at the world. I was playing with a three-year-old, so those are two very, very different realities. Um, This is Mr. Raphael Barlow. He talks NBA. I know, I know. I know. I wished wished Raph a happy birthday. Uh, He had a birthday a couple days ago. Yes, he did. Now he's an old man. Um, (laughs) I mean, honestly, as soon as I saw that we had traded our pick for Westbrook, I was was like, F the draft. (laughs) We didn't have, I mean, I was, I was curious to see if we would buy a pick in the second round, but then I thought, you know, with the incoming luxury taxes, the Lakers probably aren't going to throw 50 some odd million at somebody's 60 million to buy a, a late second rounder. So uh, I'll say this, Jamie Spencer, I'm, I'm assuming that millions of Lakers fans did the same exact thing to, as you do did uh, that you turned it I, off. I got no shit, no shame in this game, man. I, I have no yeah. problem being my, my honesty is uh well, there you go. But Laker Tom, before we head on out, did you catch the NBA draft? It was on. I had I had my laptop on <laughs> Raphael, and I had the TV on on the uh, regular broadcast. And I was reading a book. <laughs> so uh, um, actually, you know, it's kind of funny. It's I had really been excited about the proposal that we had with the Kings, where. 
basically we were going to get, you know, we we're going to give them the number 22 pick plus Harold and uh, Kuzma. And they were going to give us back the number nine pick plus Buddy Hill. And so I started studying the nine pick and thinking, you know, who are the Lakers targeting? Yeah, I looked at the various players that were running around there. And you wouldn't expect it because they have a lot of guards like you guys just brought up. The the Kings go out there and and um, select Davion Mitchell, yeah. who, you know, is an elite defender, has a very high shot 45% from three, had a, had a three-to-one uh, assist-to-turnover ratio, even though he's a combo guard. And I started watching him these defensive reels. And his on-ball defense reminded me a lot of Drew Holiday. He's just a physical guy who's just got down in that crouch and is quick and always in front of his man. Obviously, I'd taken a look at various guys that were 22, and I was sort of following what was coming up when 22 was there because I was still under some hopeful, hopeful illusion that, well, maybe the picks are still in the deal. I know that I know the trade can't be consummated till till August 6th, but you know, maybe the picks will, you know, somehow work out and we might end up picking nine or 22. So I was looking at nine and 22 and 22 was uh, the center um, who was, uh, who was subsequently traded for Aaron holiday. Isaiah Jackson from Kentucky. Isaiah Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Lakers had shown some interest and they'd actually had him in and had tested and tried him out. I like the late moves the Lakers made where they had two players that they signed to replace the old two-way players, both guards, both declined draft opportunities in order to be free agents so they could sign with the Lakers. And they were both in the top 45 of most of the players, of most of the analysts' lists. One guy, Reeves, who's a 6'5 shooting guard, he only shot, I think, 30%, but he's like a real rugged, somehow, guy who bangs in, around underneath the basket. And the other guy is the Gonzaga kid who scored uh, like, like 24 points against UCLA in a, in a great game. It's 38.3 points on shooter. Joel Ayayi, yeah, good oh, rebound for his size, 6'5", combo right. guard. And again, uh, another 6'5", combo guard, good production, 38% three-point shooter. But good remember, defender. that's also from, yeah, but, but let's give people perspective. That is from yeah. the college three-point line. Yeah, it is yeah. And, and he's a four-year guy, too, so he's a little older. You know, he played four years at Gonzaga. Um, so he's hopefully guys. a guy who can contribute right away. And the NBA has changed the rules. Now all 15 guys on the team can are eligible to be part of the 15-man lineup, but also the two, two-way two players are also eligible to be part. And they have no more restrictions on how many games they could play. They could play the whole season with a main, with a home, with a, with a, with a home, with a main team, and not have you know any restrictions like they had last year, so it's uh, I like the fact that uh, they got two guys who look like they might be able to contribute. The guy from uh, uh, the Gonzaga guy, I'm really high on, and I think he actually may get some rotation time. Just depends on depends on the other shooters that the Lakers get. And then the last thing I'll add is that there have been several articles that have said that there's a lot of talk by a lot of players around the league of of wanting to come to the Lakers for the minimum contracts. And uh, the other thing is that the everybody I'm reading in the analysts are basically saying that 
this is a, not only was it a pretty good draft for shooters, but this free agency period and the amount of players that are available for the minimum, um, whether it's the Ellingtons and so forth, there are a lot of good shooters out there that the Lakers should be able to get. And I think that that was probably part of the theorizing when they tried to put together the deal. They, you know, even if they don't get healed, I think they still have a high expectation with that guys like Ellington and other, other good three point shooters out there that they can end up coming up with enough guys who can really help them, you know, fill that void. It's really the team's Achilles heel the last through two years. You know, you, you, you got to balance the good news with the bad news with the genuine articles and the guys that are looking for the hits, looking, you know, just to, just to get the clicks. And that's always part of Lakers media when you have to come down and look at it. You know, I mean, uh, I would like to thank Jamie Sweet for being on the pro Westbrook side. Thank you. You're welcome. And, hey, how, uh, how often do we agree? And Gerald and and, and, mm-hmm. and Gerald disagrees with both of us, like zero. Yeah, it's, it's a great show. It's, it's a great show. Today. It is. It is unusual because Jamie and I, <laughs> Jamie and I have terrific long, convoluted back and forth on various things. It's, it's just. Was this my second colonoscopy of the day? I'm just this is your third. Uh, this is your third in like three weeks. Hey, Jared uh, Dudley. Jared Dudley. Third in two twenty four hours. Jared so, Dudley was a fly on the wall with LeBron, AD, and every Ruff. king needs a court jester. Tom, every king needs a court jester. That's ridiculous. Uh, That's it's just true. Absolutely ridiculous. So Why one last one last thought on the draft. I just want to say that the, the right. G League the G League Ignite was a big winner in the NBA draft. Two picks in the top ten. Yeah. Why go to college when you get paid to pay basketball, man? Well, and now you play, can get paid in college. Rules. Now, now you, you can get college. paid in college, Tom. But the game yeah. isn't the NBA game. That's the last thing the NCAA right. needs well, to but get the thing Those guys on. were shooting hold NBA on. threes all year. Hold on. Hold back. on. Hold Move on. I will say this. I will say this. Wait. Hold on. It worked out for Jalen Green. Did not work out for Kaminga because Kaminga was actually dropped in expectations from where right. he ended up to where he right. was anticipated at before he went in. He was actually going to be a top five pick. Right. And he was end up not being a top five pick. Isaiah Todd, who had he went to school, probably would have been drafted higher than the thirty first choice. And Dacian Nix, had he stayed at UCLA, probably would have had a better decision to make if he would have stayed at UCLA. So it, it, it there's some mixed results there with G League Ignite. So the jury's still out on it. It's going to be even more out now that you have the the players now in college can make money through right. advertisement and endorsements and can make potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars up into millions of dollars as we're seeing with some college athletes now. So that's a whole different conversation, a whole nother day. And we can always get to that. I do want to compliment, I think it's uh, Jason Hart from USC, the assistant coach who got promoted to the G league ignite coach. So I do want to congratulate him for that, but guys, uh, also, you know, thank you. also thank you, Lionel Hollins for all that. Yes. 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 Pretty much big shout out to Lionel Hollins. And thank Kyle Kuzma. So Kyle Kuzma. And Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma, Casey, Harold, KCP, KCP. Yes. all these guys made contributions. Harold, even during the course of the regular season, but to the guys who contributed, Hollins, KCP, and Kuzma and to Kim. our championship. Lakers for life. Yes, Lakers for life indeed. Before we head on out, and we're going to talk about what's going on with Lakerholics.com, but first, it is Spencer Young. And Spencer, you've got a great thing going on at medium.com slash basketball dash university the best place to go basketball university on medium for great basketball articles 
and one of the places that I put my mock draft. And I cannot thank you enough and everybody <laughs> at Basketball University for allowing me to do so, especially after I got dissed by Laker Tom that time. Oh, wow. But no hard feelings. It's all over all water under the bridge. Now my vengeance is on budget rent-a-car. <laughs> but Spencer, before we head on out, my friend, what we got for you at Basketball University? So I'm sure we'll get some thoughts on the draft out. And uh, today's the 30, now it's the 31st in Houston. And one day I'll, I'll, I'll be posting an article about lessons we can learn from like the past four NBA champions. Cause I, I noticed that like when someone wins a championship, the league like alters what they copycat. do. Copycat. Yeah. It's a copycat league. It's a normative league, which is a word I used in the article. So yeah, that, that'll be coming out. I don't know how the league's going to react to the Bucks winning the championship other than having like a better plan for guarding Giannis than just backing off of him. That clearly doesn't work anymore, but yeah, it should be an interesting article. Very good indeed. And once again, you could check out his amazing articles and the rest of the entire staff at basketball university at medium.com slash basketball dash university. I know, Jamie Sweet, you've got some five things on the docket for us. You actually, it was a very good article. I did get a chance to read it while I was at the hotel room on your previous occasion. So you've got another five things. Again, it's very spirited, but it's all very much with, with appreciation for what we do. And yes, Jamie Sweet and I are on different sides of the fence for once, which is actually a good thing. One it, it's one thing, one thing, you know, we can always agree to disagree, but my friend, you know, I will always support you on what you do at Five Things. And thank you so much for helping me out and doing that posting while I was traveling on I-15. No Again, I do apologize to all the listeners and viewers out there for not being able to bring you the live NBA draft post-game recap we had planned and the late night one we had planned that you guys <laughs> fell asleep on. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it at midnight. Yeah, I'm in. Tom Laker Tom. Yeah, I'm in, Jamie Sweet. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah you both were out like a light but jamie no worries about it i was out like a light later on at, with the anesthesia but five things are coming up for you at lakerholics.com definitely 100 percent. you know i've heard so many great things today I'm, i might bump it up to 15 great things about russell westbrook oh um, my dear lord you might as well just go ahead and start doing a five great want me to send you on. some additions for the list jared dudley oh, between yeah oh that's he, no 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 there's no he shoots no. the ball well <laughs> he's funny <laughs> he dresses real good. We Kinda. won't have a lack of fashion you sense. You see LA. Christmas you gone. see LA. He wrote, he wrote a 42 page pamphlet. I mean, a book. <laughs> All right. But what you got planned at LakerHollis.com? Uh, I got some fibers. Been a lot of fun back and forth about the, the potential uh, the, the draft. And I expect it'll be a lot of fun back and forth. It is five things on LakerHollis.com, as you can see on. Our Facebook feed, it is back. He is back once again. You froze in time there, my friend. But go you ahead. Know, if I could turn back time. I'm yes, gonna, yes. Uh, I, I'd take back nothing I've said ever. Well, that's not true. Maybe one or two things. Anyway, I was just going to say, I've got, I'm, I'm looking forward to calling the list of uh, potential uh, vet minimum contracts we can, uh, we can squeeze uh, out, of the, out of the NBA and how we're going to fill out the roster. I think we've got, there's a lot of interesting options of guys who I think can have an impact and a role that they can fill on the team at the vet minimum. And uh, I, I, like I said, 
it's the car is only half built, so it's kind of kind of unfair to critique it at this stage. We'll see if Rob Polinka can actually go ahead and finish that car. But before we head on out, it is the man indeed from Lakerholics.com, the mastermind of it all. It is Laker Tom. Laker Tom, I know you're always working on some articles with some nice, beautiful photoshopped images of individuals in their <laughs> uniforms standing there side by side. Sure, you've got one already with Westbrook and AD and LeBron all together with the a photoshopped uniform already of Russell Westbrook, as half the entire internet nation has done already. But your thoughts coming up at LakerOlics.com. I'm actually working on an article about how the Lakers will fill out the roster and what is the and, and the actual trade itself and what I think are options that the Lakers will have on the trade. I explain my logic for why I believe the trade was orchestrated and constructed and designed right from the start to land both Russell Westbrook and Buddy Heald. And I basically go down the various options the Lakers have to complete the trade that way, the various options they have to expand the trade with third teams, and the reasons why certain third teams and why Dennis Schroeder will agree to play along with it what the chances are that THT and Caruso may be required to be part of it because the one thing the Lakers need is not just three-point shooting. They need volume three-point shooting. They don't need another KCP. You know, I mean, that's, they don't need somebody who's going to shoot like three threes a game. It's going to make 1.2 threes per game. They need somebody like Buddy who makes four threes a game. There are other guys if Buddy's not available. So, I'm I'm excited for what's going to happen with the rest of the league beginning on Monday. We're going to have a live show, I think, right, Gerald? At, yes, at absolutely. noon on Monday. But I'm going to go ahead and post it on Facebook the invites out there. I'm shooting for Monday, right when free agency starts. Laker Tom, hopefully right. I will be on. But I'm inviting you guys as well if you guys are available. I know it's starting school, so we'll see how that works out. I know that's going to be initiation day for my daughter at, at high school for her sophomore year, so I'm kind of seeing if I can rush back to go ahead and start it, but I should be able to. So I want to go ahead and make sure to let everybody know we will be here Monday. We'll also have a show cup coming. I'm going to have a recording coming up on Saturday. I'm scheduling it around 7 p.m. Eastern time with my good friend, Mr. Stone Hansen, fellow Lakers fan. We were hoping he could join us today, but he's asked to come on Saturday to tell you his thoughts on the NBA drafts, winners and losers. So look out for that as well. But we appreciate it. That means we're not going to be on Sunday because we're just going to do the thing on Monday if we can. So we'll just go ahead from here. The next time we get together, hopefully we'll be sometime later next week with some uh, maybe some fallout just before we get into summer league from fallout from the free agency for the first few days, we'll start to get to that point where there'll be those guys that are on the higher end looking for those premium spots that are left. And then there'll be the guys that are trying to get the rest of the scraps. So it will be interesting mix by the time we, we hopefully get together and talk again for later in the week as a group at Lakerholics.com. But please be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Support us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Follow our social media. Like us. Subscribe to us. Want to give a big shout-out again to all the people who gave us reactions on our current Facebook broadcast, and that is Joshua Williams, Albert Taguero. Always great to have you by, my friend. Bree Marco. Hope everything is okay in the Philippines. Jay John Cerceda, Damon Lamont Thomas. I wish all of you peace and love, everyone out there. 
Thank you so much for being part of our broadcast. And thank you so much for listening and just hear me vent on my horrible day <laughs> yesterday. But on a serious note, please, if you're a man in your 40s and 50s, do talk to your doctor about colonoscopy. Colon cancer is a real thing out there. Hurt by dad, to be honest with you. I'm just going to lay everything out there took a lot from him with his bout with colon cancer. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's something that you don't want. So please, you know, I know it's not manly, but you need need to talk to your doctor about that just to make sure that you're doing the right thing for your overall health. So hopefully next time you're with a doctor, you can ask about that to see if it is an option or something you need to do, because I know the guidelines and expectations for even whether you do or don't have a family history is out there. So that's the PSA I'm going to give. I did it. I, you know, anybody want to ask me questions on it? You can feel free. LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. I prefer Lakers questions, but if they're about a colonoscopy, you know what? Go ahead as well. We'll take anything <laughs> that we get at Lakers Fast Break. But guys, we truly appreciate everyone out there that was part of this broadcast today. Jamie, any sound like you were gonna? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You're gonna get like 800 colonoscopies. So uh, I just want to ask you about your colonoscopy. Uh... Uh, you know what? I can't tell you much because I was under anesthesia, but I, I do recommend it. And, and like I said, if something that guys don't like to talk about, but should talk about for their overall health, because I don't want anybody dying from the alternative. So that would be bad. Indeed. But hey, everyone out there, just truly appreciate you watching. Appreciate you listening. From all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break, thank you so much for your patience. Thank you so much for understanding what's went on in our lives, especially mine, over the past 48 hours. But we truly appreciate you supporting us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>